Welcome to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. On September 20th, a couple of kind of off-color publicity stunts happened here in my hometown of Victoria. Mark Brenne from CFAX Radio called me up, and we had a chat about what went right and what went wrong. It was a lively conversation. Let's listen in. There's been a lot of talk over the last several months about how BC politics are perceived as the Wild West. But the real Wild West is social media. And there are some cowboys out there who've lassoed themselves into some trouble by being not very social on social media. Just this morning, I read about a school teacher in Mississippi. She's been fired for writing a racist rant on her Facebook page. Cammie Roan taught at Batesville Intermediate School. She's been given the boot after commenting that African Americans should move back to Africa if they don't like the way things are going in the United States. Uh, Roan said, tried to say, tried to claim she was hacked, but the school board wasn't buying it. Remember the name Justine Sacco? She was uh, the 30-year-old executive who treated a, a racist remark, tweeted a racist remark, uh, before she boarded her plane at Heathrow in London. By the time she walked through the airport arrivals gate in Cape Town, South Africa, there were TV cameras and media everywhere because what she had written at Heathrow while she was in the air, it went viral to hundreds of thousands of Twitter users. Justine lost her job, and her, her entire life was turned upside down. Closer to home, a pair of incidents have some Victoria residents in the spotlight. Let's talk about these. Our guest is Mark Stoiber. He's a brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, and the author of the book, Didn't See It Coming. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Good. Uh, listen, uh, the first one's about the owner of a Victoria eatery. Yeah, Josh Kayla, Fresh Coast Eatery. Right. He's apologizing. He came under fire uh, a couple of days ago for what critics are calling a fat-shaming photo uh, that he posted on an Instagram account, Fresh Coast Health food bar is facing a barrage of criticism after the company posted the photo of a man sleeping at LAX, the airport in LA. What do you make of this one? Uh, A few things. There's a whole bunch of issues here. One, um, you know, nobody likes to be called out if they're overweight or they're losing a bit of their hair or they dress badly. That's just bad. At a cocktail party, it's bad. In the schoolyard, it's bad. But if, if you're a company and they did send this out over the company Instagram account, um, that's really bad. It's like a company making fun of you. And, you know, I'm sure the, the poor fella in LAX, he's overweight uh, and he's snoozing in a chair. He's, he's probably not in the best of moods, you know, because nobody is at an airport. And then somebody takes a very unflattering picture of him and lo and behold, it's a company telling him to lose a bit of weight, kinda. Uh, you're gonna feel pretty darn terrible. And I, I don't care who you are, uh, it's just not a nice thing to do. So that's on one level. It's just kind of not a nice thing to do. On another level, the the, the wonder of social media. You talked about um, the the lady who got in at Heathrow, got out at in in, in Cape Town. Justine Sacco. Yeah, Justine yeah. Sacco. And um, and the wonder of social media is that when you hit send, it's not like an email that you regret moments later to uh, your spouse or to your business partner where you got a little hot under the collar or said something dumb. Social media goes out to your five million closest friends. 
And so hitting send on Instagram, not only does it send the message out to all the people who are following Fresh Coast Eatery, but if they're a bit outraged or find it funny in a kind of off-color way, they're going to send it to their closest 5 million friends. Suddenly, you're global with something that was kind of a bad idea and you didn't think through it at the, right, at the, at the, at the, at the opportune time. Now, you and I have both been in this situation before. You've heard this before where people say, you know what? leave that email draft it's a resignation letter or it's a letter you know saying some telling somebody off leave it on your email draft uh a card until tomorrow morning and if you still feel the same way tomorrow morning hit it then and i think social media uh we're in such a hurry to get attention for ourselves that that has gone by the wayside that moment of hmm maybe i should leave this in the draft until tomorrow morning and if i still think it's a good idea on sober second thought then I'll hit send. Um, on, on a third level, now one thing that you didn't talk about, uh, this gentleman, uh, his name is Josh Califf. I, I read a bit on what he did after the post went out. And honestly, the man sounded like his heart's in, a right, in the right place. And he was regretting what he was doing. He was being very apologetic. And he was saying right up front, I fully expect this not only to hurt my reputation, but my company's reputation. He took full blame for it. Now, contrast that with what happened on United Airlines when they had that unfortunate incident where they filmed that doctor being dragged off the plane. The first thing the CEO did there was go into hiding mode. He started using double talk and baffle gab and talking about regulations not taking blame, and just basically throwing gasoline on the fire. So I think Josh Califf, if anybody in this world can say, I will never make a mistake on social media, they can cast the first stone at Josh Califf. But I think everybody's made a mistake. And the way he came to the table and said, I'm sorry, I think is actually going to show a lot of integrity, a lot of character. Now, I want to contrast that with one of uh, Fresh Coast Eatery's sponsors, you remember the little mini Tempest in a teapot with fatso peanut butter? Yeah, was that something that was on a uh, on a BC Transit bus a billboard? Is that no, the one? this was this was fatso was one of the oh, fatso, uh, coast. Was fat, yeah, right, they, so fatso, they were fatso peanut butter pulled its, uh, its yes. peanut butter from Fresh Coast Health Food Bar. Yes. Now I'm right. on the Fat Coast. I'm on the Fatso. Um, sorry, unfortunate Freudian slip there. I'm on the yeah. Fatso website right now. Now Fatso website for everyone who doesn't know looks like a darn good product. And what they do, it's got hybridized fat oils in it, the good fats because there are good fats that help our body run, keep our skin shiny and our hair our hair soft. And there's the bad stuff that clogs our arteries and leads to things like that poor gentleman sitting in that chair in LAX. So Fatso looks like a great product. Now let me tell you what you see right on the homepage of their website. It says, Fatso will help you outlive your enemies. Eating foods rich in fatty acids improves blood cholesterol levels which can decrease your risk of heart disease. So what Fatso is saying is that there are good fats and there are bad fats. So Fatso comes right out and says, eat Fatso, you won't get fat. So this is a company where fat is front and center. And you know what? When they pulled sponsorship, I felt it was a bit like all those sponsors of Tiger Woods when he had that unfortunate misstep and he really screwed his life up. But everybody except Nike ran for cover and Nike stood by him. And I think you come through something like that going, you know what? You're human. You didn't behave very well. But you know what? None of us behave well sometimes. 
And uh, I think Fatso running for cover and saying we're pulling our sponsorship, especially if their product is all about fat, is a bad move. I Not think- only is it a bad move, well, we have to take a quick break. Not only is it a bad move, we can, we'll continue with this in a sec. Uh, but you know what? It's a blown opportunity. Totally a blown opportunity. A golden opportunity to kick to the curb. Yeah, and I've heard great. I've never had it, but uh, Roseanne, my producer, was was saying it's really not that she, she someone she knows uh, has it. She's had it a couple times, and she said it's absolutely wonderful. It's terrific peanut butter. It really tastes good, and it's supposedly really healthy. Too bad they blew it. Uh, five six, yeah, five sixteen. That's news time. A group of filmmakers in Victoria is facing fierce criticism for charging white males a premium to attend the premiere of a new web series. Tickets for the launch of Building the Wall cost 15 bucks for white males and $10 for everyone else. Now, we had the spokesman on this program yesterday. His name is Shiraz Higgins. He's the director of the film, and this is what he told me yesterday. No, I mean, it's not. It's... The thing is, is that it's very interesting. People have said that, oh, this is a publicity stunt. Well, it's, 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 it's garnering you a lot of publicity. This is national. Yeah, that's why it's interesting to me, is because just because something garners publicity doesn't automatically make it a publicity stunt. I mean, I don't know what about this is could be a publicity stunt. We've announced pricing. We are adapting the pricing, but that's not, you know, it's this is all happening, right? I mean, this is not, <laughs> there's no stunt about this. Shiraz Higgins, the director of the film, to be screened next week at the Roxy on Quadra. Our guest is Mark Stoiber, a brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, author of the book, Didn't See It Coming. Mark, what do you make of the way this film has been marketed? Do you think this was a publicity stunt? It's 100% a publicity stunt. Um, this is, this is uh, and not only that, what, what irks me about this action is that it is so off-brand, it's not funny. Now, what Mr. Higgins is promoting is a film about local comedians trying to put up put on a stand-up show okay so Mm -hmm. if you want to have uh if you want to drive ticket sales and raise attention around an issue first off why are you raising awareness around an issue of how minorities and women are mistreated at the ticket office or if they're being charged for things that they pay more for haircuts and i'm looking i'm looking at the news articles about this than men are this is could be an issue, maybe, but a film about comedians putting on a show that is so completely off-brand, it's ridiculous. Now, this is, so I say that not only is it a publicity stunt in the worst sense of the word, but it is completely off-brand. And so it is. it might come like a flash of lightning and get some attention, but I do not believe that it will have the intended effect that he wants. So I, I believe there are three types of publicity stunts. One you've got uh, an action like this where it is a publicity stunt that is completely off topic, has nothing to do with comedians putting on a show. It tries to raise awareness around an issue where if you said to people, is this an issue? They go, yeah, maybe, I guess. But are they going to say, holy smokes, it's not like, uh, you know, the war. It's not like Donald Trump. It's not something like that. It's not an issue that's front and center. So yes, it's a publicity stunt, completely off brand. Second, you can have publicity stunts that go terribly, terribly wrong, but are completely on brand. Now, I want to take you to uh, an example here. Snapple, 
Uh, on a warm June day in New York City, Snapple decided they were going to try to make the world's largest popsicle. 20 feet tall, 17 and a half ton Snapple popsicle. It melted in the heat, covering blocks with strawberry kiwi flavored liquid. It was a disaster, but it was on brand. It was right on brand. So I would say that that is one up. If we're, if we're talking about the Olympics of publicity stunts, that's at least a silver, whereas Mr. Higgins' stunt is a bronze or even worse but you can then take publicity stunts that are on brand they reflect the virtues of the brand and they work and here I want to come back to Vancouver uh, Chip Wilson to promote the opening of Fourth uh, Avenue uh, in Kitsilano um, um, Lululemon what does he do he puts a notice in the newspaper saying that if you show up naked tomorrow at the Lululemon store you can get your gear for free the people showed up en masse naked. It got hundreds of thousands of dollars of free media and the best part of all, it was completely on brand. So it reinforced that Lululemon, if you're naked, heck, you better get some Lululemon. So it empowers the brand and when people talk about it, they have a smile on their face and it comes back to the creativity and imagination of Lululemon. Well, there's an addendum to this, uh, this story regarding the, the film. Uh, as you know, originally, uh, they were to charge $20 for white males. Then now it went 15, down to 15 right? Now it's 15 uh, The addendum is this. The general manager of the Blue Bridge Theatre Society, which owns the Roxy yeah, on Rebecca. Quadra. Rebecca Johnson. Rebecca, exactly. She has uh, since said the society is not in any way affiliated with this film, and that sometimes it rents out the theatre to outside groups. Also says... It'll review its rental policies to make sure that there are no discriminatory practices in the future. So my question to you, Mark, is uh, did this gentleman, Shiraz Higgins, try to be clever but actually hurt himself more? Because maybe he and other groups will not be able to use this theater again. Maybe. I don't my know. My point exactly. I think that uh, what he did was actually shoot himself in the foot because he didn't think it through. And not only that. Let me tell you, you compare this with, uh, with uh, Josh Califf, the, the, the fellow who runs Fresh Coast Eatery, and I have a quote here. Josh Califf says, I take responsibility for my actions, and it was totally inappropriate. There's just no place in our society for that. The only thing I can do is do better next time and think twice about not just the photo, but what I say about the photo. He's quoted as saying that. He's not saying, oh, it's not a publicity stunt. That's actually, we're raising awareness about some dramatic issue. Oh, and by the way, we're not going to raise the prices. 20 bucks is 15. This is backpedaling at high speed, and you look bad. And then you're going to take your friends at Blue Bridge, which is a great local institution. They put on fantastic shows. And you're going to make them uh, think twice about bringing you back. Now, you can keep jumping to new towns and new lily pads, but eventually word is going to get out that you're a snake oil salesman. And this gentleman already has one incident in his past where it was like that, where they, where they brought somebody to talk to who, a person who ostensibly was a Salvation Army pastor about gay marriage. Turns out the Salvation Army pastor was an actor, and they filmed it and put it in the film. So that is, that's lowbrow, man. That is lowbrow publicity stunt stuff, and it and comes back yeah. to bite you. Yeah, well, he was he was quite polite and had a good sense of humor with us here yesterday on the air because he took several calls that were not uh, not in favor of uh, the way he was looking at things. There's another aspect to uh, the way he's approached this is he was using a pseudonym. I'm yeah. using his real name, 
That's Joe his Mahalo, real name, right? and that's what I introduced him as because I don't believe in asking somebody, you know, if they're going to be on my program, they're going to tell me their name. Unless yeah. they're in the witness protection program, we'll, take, we'll make an exception there. Yeah. But I'm assuming this guy's not. Yes. He's, so he's I, thought, not. I thought it was odd for him to, 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 to be using. It was almost like he was expecting a backlash. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, the unfortunate thing is, is that there are a million ways to make a great publicity stunt. If you're creating a show about local comedians uh, putting on a show, there are a million things you could do. Why don't you say the first people with the funniest joke in the world get in free? So you have to tell a joke and we videotape the joke and we put it on our Facebook feed or we put it on our Instagram feed or YouTube feed. What if you stage a sort of uh, an impromptu show in front of the in front of the Roxy where the Blue Bridge Theater is? Uh, where you have a couple of comedians mingling with the crowd and starting to do improv. Now, I know that Robin Williams did this a few years back. Uh, he was at Just Pourir, the, or Just for Laughs, the Montreal Comedy Fest, and he was flying back to New York, and he got up at the front of the airplane and did a comedy routine promoting Just for Laughs. Terrific publicity stunt, right on brand character, promoted Mr. Williams, promoted Just for Laughs. You know, it's so easy to come up with a real crackerjack one when you've got something as awesome as comedians as your brand. It, it should be an absolute easy, easy home run to come up with a great publicity stunt. You know, you pay zero if you tell the world's funniest joke. We're going to film you, you know, or uh, if you can put on a comedy sketch or something, something, something. You know, there's no shortage of great ideas around that. We'll have to hold it there, Marco. As always, uh, fun speaking with you. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you. Thanks a lot. There he goes, Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant and fan of Robin Williams. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber.